Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Oh, good evening, everybody. I don't hear Ron. I'm not sure where he is, but hey, it's Anne. It's the Blonde Bombshell. Here we are. <laughs> Wait, maybe he is there. Am I Ron? Yeah. All right. Well, we yeah, got a, a scary... I got, this, I got this new headset, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I adjusted it, and when I did, I muted it. <laughs> ah, well, we had a scary moment, so I'm, I apologize for the little moment of silence at the beginning, but rest in peace, Ron's old headset. So there you go. Yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so you're getting ready for the big storm. Of course, New England is this time of year. We get our storms as they roll in, they roll out, oh, they roll in. But detail. as it's you know. It's going to be another two inches of snow. Who cares? And nice. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. And the main main thing about it, it's almost March, and once yeah. March blows by, it's pretty much history. It's just mud season. Two weeks will be in mud season. It's Good time to look at cemeteries. That's right. In That's mud season, of course. In mud season. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like every year we get to the end of January, right? And we're like, oof, all right, we've been really lucky. No major snowstorms. And then February comes and it's like, boom, there you go. But yeah. it, even this month, though, it really hasn't been bad. Yes, it hasn't. Really? Yeah. I mean, comparatively speaking, you know, I posted a picture the other day and there was like four feet of snow, literally <laughs> piled up. It was almost as high as me. Yeah. I mean, we, it was a couple of years ago. We had the snow up to my, almost to my roof in the, the back. Yep. The big storm. But anyway, love Jack. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, excited because Spirit Quest X Files is coming up this year. It was September twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and twenty ninth. Uh-huh. Got a great lineup uh, of some. It's called the X Files, so that's it's going to be kind of neat. Uh, Steve Parsons coming back from UK from uh, Most Haunted and uh, uh, In Search of, and uh, Dylan Jones from the BBC will be here as well, awesome. as long as Cody Desbian from the TAPS home team, um, Ken DaCosta from Rise Up Paranormal, uh, Kyle Johnson from uh, Ghost Hunters and uh, will be here. And who else do we have? Oh, Ann Kerrigan. Yeah, Ann Kerrigan. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of good stuff. I'm excited about it. And, yeah. Uh, anyway, but I thought I'd talk something about really something a little different. Oh, all right. Talk about death. Death? Yeah, death. We kind of inadvertently talk about that all the time, don't we? Do we really? Well, it's kind of linked into the paranormal. Don't mm, you think? Uh, I guess. I think so. So anyways, I'm going to look at uh, different ways around the world that uh, people celebrate death. Ah. 
And uh, we'll start off with uh, endocannibalism. Oh, for God's sakes, really? Why do we have to start with cannibalism? Because it's number one on the list. Oh, my God. For That's some how we cult- celebrate death? We eat the dead? For some cultures, the best ah. way... For some cultures, the best way to honor the dead is by eating them. Ah. Referred to as endocannibalism by stuffy anthropologists, feasts of the dead, are a way to forge a permanent connection between the living and the recently deceased. It is a also a cathar cath how do you say that cathartic way cathartic. Cathartic, cathartic way to express the loathing and fear associated with death and its tragic aftermath. Some anthropologists have suggested that endocannibalism is something that the dead would have expected from the living, a final gesture of goodwill to the tribe and family. No longer, no longer practice. Yeah, I betcha. Uh, those who include the uh, the Malaysians of Papua New Guinea and the uh, Wari of Brazil. So, there you go. Isn't that delightful? Hope it's not supper time anywhere. Oh, it's supper time here, and I've lost my. What, you what are you complaining about? You love that stupid Walking Dead movie, and that's all they do is eat people. Oh yeah, but they're zombies. They're not actually, you know, living, breathing humans. Tomato, tomato cognizant of their actions. Surely, yeah, they know what they're doing. They're eating. <laughs> no, they don't. They're zombies. They don't know what they're doing. It's just what oh, they Why don't do. you just stand there and they walk right by you because they knew your food and they're going to eat you. So there you go. Uh, whatever. No. No? Whatever. That's okay. not... They don't know what they're doing. Fine, if you say All right, so we're talking about celebrations of the dead. Yep. So, anyway, can I pitch in here, or you got to manhandle this whole thing? No, you got something. Dia de los Muertos. I don't know what that is. Day of the Dead. Oh, I tease. Yes, you do. You do. God, we did like a whole show about it. I know. The live studio show. Mm-hmm. Well, can I talk about it? Of course you can. Is that all right? So, Dia de los Muertos, right? So, the Day of the Dead usually corresponds with our Halloween here in the United States. Uh, but it goes for, it's, it's the weekend, right? So you're going to have the first day, which is preparing for the dead, because the dead come back on Dia de los Muertos, and you have to get everything ready. And there's a big big feast. It's a huge feast. And you just complain because we had eating. Well, we make food. They don't eat people. Yeah, tomatoes, tomatoes. (laughs) They were animals at one time, the poor things. Uh, Living creatures. No, there's there's fruit as well. Okay. There's fruit. There's lots of sweets. And you know those sugar skulls? Yeah, those sugar skulls are cool. sugar skulls, okay. So in Mexico... It's, this is a huge thing. The sugar skulls are made, I mean, as sugar for the I'm children. Just yes, they're pure sugar. It's one <laughs> big head of sugar, man. Yeah. I know okay. who came up with this, the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it all it all kind of corresponds with Halloween and, and the days following Halloween. And 
So basically you're honoring your dead. So, and so what happens is they put a big altar out, they cover it with all the food that the dead will need when they come from their long journey from the other side to the side of the living. So they make all their favorite dishes. They make, you know, beautiful pastries. They make the sugar skulls. So the beginning of it, they, um, is for the dead children, which is kind of morbid, but so, uh, Los Angelitos or the little angels. So they have toys out for the children and sweets that the children would like. And then you move a little further into the celebration and then you get into, you know, the evening hours. Now this is for the adult dead and they'll have tequila bottles of liquor, um, They'll have all the favorite, you know, foods the adults would like. Um, they leave out pillows and blankets so the deceased can rest after their long journey. Yeah, why not? And it's just a huge, huge thing. And then to continue, the families go to the cemeteries. They clean the grave sites and then they bring flowers and candles and the family gathers there. So it's a big, it's a big family time. And they will go to the cemetery and spend it at the cemetery. Just Um, like the uh, tribe there eating their dead. That's a big family time. They sit around and eat grandpa. So, and it's, so it's, it's a big deal. So um, it, and a lot of times the celebrants will wear those masks, like the sugar skull masks too. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a big uh, it is a very very big deal there. I would I would love to be there on Dia, Dia de los Muertos to see those traditions. Really. See what they they do. I really would. Okay. Too so sure. Dia de los Muertos celebrate death. Yeah. You're so I have a I have a much <laughs> much better way of celebrating the death, of course, and that is the. As death of a loved one wasn't traumatic enough, the Dani people of West Papua New Guinea also cut off their own fingers. This this, uh, seemingly severe and incomprehensible ritual applied to any woman related to the deceased as well as any children. The practice is well done to gratify and drive away the spirits and also as a way of providing physical pain as an expression of sorrow and suffering. Oh. To perform the amputation, fingers were tightly uh, tied with a string, then cut off with an axe. Oh, my God. The leftover piece was then dried and burned to ash and stored in a special place. The ritual is now banned in New Guinea. Oh, bummer. And uh, the effective practice can still be found in some older members of the community. So there you go. So, chop your fingers off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Clear this up for me. So do they have to chop fingers off every year after somebody died? Not every year. This is after they I mean, died. They have any there wouldn't have any fingers left. They'd be all around clubbing everybody. I know, right? Yeah, so so. The, the living spouse, the living yeah. female spouse. Just feel bad. Just, yeah, this is for the male. Yeah, the living female spouse and all the children. For, as well as all the children. the children's fingers off as well. Oh, of course. Isn't that delightful? In honor of the, yeah. In, uh, okay. Um, yes. Yeah. So. yeah. That's 
pretty crazy. Oh. Why would I cut my finger off for my dead husband? To honor him. Uh huh. Drive off evil spirits. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, Karen and Toginet chat says, screw that. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, well. Well, if you don't like that, you probably won't like the uh, Sade. Sade? Yeah. Uh, now, uh, now banned in India, the Sade was a funeral practice in which recently widowed women uh, immolated themselves on their funeral pyre of their husband. Oh. The customer, uh, yeah, they burn themselves. Uh, oh, they the set cust- themselves on fire. Oh, cool. Yeah. The custom uh, is seen as a voluntary act, but there were many instances where the women were forced to commit sadi. Some even dragged against their wills into the fire. No one is certain oh, how the ritual got God. started, but one suggests that it was introduced to prevent wives from killing their wealthy husbands, typically by poison, and marry their real lovers. Another possibility uh-huh. was uh, a way to seen for husband and wives to enter the afterlife together. So they get also, uh, yeah, so anyways. And they said, oh, this was so they could also uh, thwart any optimistic uh, female angels, you know, because this good-looking guy's died, and, you know, some angel might pick him up. Interestingly, uh, India was not the first and only culture to adopt this tradition. Other societies that practiced something similar to Sadie include the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Goths, and the Scythians. The Goths? Goths, yes. Goths. I thought you said the Goths. Goths. I'm like, I didn't know that was a was a Goths. thing unless you were wearing all black in high school. Um, oh, it's this a is tribe. a delightful topic you've chosen. Tribe. The tribe. Tribe. They were okay. tribes. Goths were tribe. All right. Okay. Oh my God. Should have paid attention to history once in a while. Can, okay. Can I throw him what cheerful? So when Tom goes, you jump, you know, we drag you and throw you into the funeral pyre. Thanks. That's great. Yeah, no problem. Uh huh. What am I going to do with all the insurance money if they drag me into the funeral pyre? It's for the, it's for the kids. Oh, the kids get it. Ah, uh, damn it. All right. So I, I, I have a cheerful one. Okay. Can't be more cheerful than mine. Oh, yours are stellar. Mm. Um, oh yeah. Okay, so. Uh, in Japanese Buddhist custom, the festival honoring the departed spirits of one's ancestors is known as the Bon Festival. It's the Bon? Bon, like oh, B-O-N. Oh, the Bon, like, you know, Bong. Bon, the Bon, 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 the Bon. Okay. It. All right. Bon. So the, this annual festival is held in July or August. Yes. Uh, begins with participants flocking towards the ocean with gifts messages and lit lanterns for the deceased all of these gifts are found in small boats which are oh. then released into the water at midnight nobody dies they don't have their fingers chopped off they're what not the hell kind of a fuel is that it's just a lovely ceremony on the ocean isn't that better I don't know. I kind of was getting into this uh... oh god oh my god so that's just a little, a little Buddhist. Okay. Japanese Buddhist custom. Just lighten the mood. 
All right, so let's what let's, horrible thing have you got next? Let's look and see what other people do. Well, you know, the Hindi woman had a pretty enough being thrown in the funeral powers, and the poor poppy opians uh, had their fingers chopped off and eaten. So, uh, what else could happen? Oh, let's see. Uh, according to uh, historic accounts of Amaya Dafalan, a 10th century <laughs> Arab Muslim writer, the ritual following the death of a chieftain was uh, exceptionally brutal. Once dead, this is Vikings, by the way. We're talking about Vikings. Oh, the Once Vikings. Dead, they the set people on fire, too. Once dead, the chieftain's body was put into a temporary grave for 10 days while new clothes were being prepared for him. Ah. During this time, one of his slave, slave girls would volunteer, in quotes, uh -huh. to join him in the afterlife. Oh. She was then... Uh, Guarded day and night and given copious amounts of intoxicating drinks. That oh, I bet. That don't sound too bad. <laughs> Once the cremation ceremony began, the girl went to the tents and would have sex with every man in the village. Oh, That's... God, Ron. What? I'm just horrible. what happened. You don't want to oh, know. But final... I don't want to know. Yes. Uh, so she would have sex with every man and the woman. And uh, they would and the stay, women? Well, every man in the village. Oh, in the and, village. Okay. In the village. I'm sorry. And uh, they would say, tell your master that I did this because of my love for him. Following the girl, this, the girl was then taken to a tent where she had sex with six Viking men. Oh, was for God's sakes, who would be left? <laughs> Six Viking men strangled to death with a rope and finally stabbed by the village matriarch. And for the coup de grace, the bodies of the chieftain and the sleigh girl were placed upon a wooden ship and set on fire. The Vikings did this to ensure that the slave girl would serve a master in the afterlife while the sexual rites were a way to transform the chieftain's life force. Wow. So there you go. My mouth's hanging open over here. I, I know. I don't even have words for this one. Yeah, I know. It's, wow. Uh, you know, I never knew these existed until today. I bet. Mm, just I saying. bet. Okay. <laughs> you got something better than that? Oh, yes. Oh, God. Okay. So, uh, Sawin, am I saying it right? It looks like oh, Sam Hain, but well, it's it's it. Samhain, and it's the it's the Celtic celebration. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, it's actually supposed to be to celebrate the end of the the harvest, but uh, it later became so. Again, it's on Halloween in Ireland. Oh, that's nice. Samhain, uh, October thirty first is the day, a feast of pagan origin that took place to celebrate the end of the harvest, but later became known as the night. Okay, Karen says, Sawin. Sawin. Thank you, Karen, because I'm not, not so, real good with this. Uh, I'm, so I'm bad at pronouncing it. Why, Sawin? why couldn't it be Sawin? Sawin. How do you get Saw? S-O-W is so. It's, it's Celtic. You never say it the way it looks. Right. That's all I have to say. Okay. Like, so it, it later became known as the Night of the Dead, and mm -hmm. Irish immigrants brought this holiday with them uh, to the United States when they came over here. Mm 
So during this night, celebrants light bonfires and they put on masks, hence Halloween, to drive away evil spirits. And this is why costumes have become an integral part of the American celebration. Mm-hmm. There you go. Nobody dies. That's it. Nobody is set on fire or other horrible things. Amputated. Or... Yeah. Damn, that's pretty. Do you have anything more cheerful? Okay. Yeah, I have something list? more. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um, yeah. This is this has got to do with the. Uh, North American Indians, so this is, you know, it's going to be very good because they can do no wrong. Um, totem poles were a fixture in the American Northwest and the Hayada people, but there's a little bit more to these icons than meets the eye. Not only the remains of the uh, dead were thrown into a massive pit where they were scavenged by animals, but a series of events following the death of a chief or shaman or warrior was considerably more intricate. In those cases, the body would be crushed to a pulp with cubs, <laughs> clubs, clubs. Oh, my God. So it could then fit in small wooden boxes the oh. size of a suitcase. Following that, the boxes would be placed atop a special mortuary totem pole in front of the deceased longhouse where the icons of the guardians of the spirits uh, would protect them on their journey to the afterlight. Visiting, mission, visiting missionaries would often uh, be taken aback by this practice, mostly count a lingering smell. Mm. Is that mm. bad? Was Ew. That, was that a better one? Not much. Nobody got At any, least, nobody at least they're already... Had sex, so there well, you go. Well, at least they were already dead when they beat them yeah. to a pulp. Right. Oh, gross. This is gross. That's gross. I don't like this topic. Really? This is gross. Oh, excuse me. All right. Here's my cheerful thing. Uh, you okay. You like my one, you don't like this one. Oh, Guatemala. Guatemala. Cheerful. Okay. Huge, colorful kites. Oh, that's nice. They are soaring over the skies of Guatemala as hundreds of people gather in cemeteries to honor their dead. This tradition, which takes place on the 1st and 2nd of November. Funny how it all happens around the same time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, many countries world ma- worldwide mark the Christian festival with family gatherings and silent prayers. All Saints Day, the Christian uh, festival. But Guatemala's residents transform their country into a land of flying colors with their baraletes. Gigantes Festival, which translates to giant kites in English. Enormous kites, some more than 40 feet in diameter, are painted by hand throughout the year and flown over the graves of family members oh, that's while nice. flowers are strewn on the ground below. Uh, tourists from around the world come to the festival, which is one of Guatemala's main cultural events and dates back to the pre-Columbian era before the arrival of European influences on the American continent. So that's what they do in Guatemala. Um, and they put, sometimes nice they put messages in the kites. Oh, uh, that's sweet. Uh, it's the, the messages don't necessarily correspond to... Uh, communicating with the dead, but mm-hmm. they're used to promote feelings of peace and companionship oh. for the living, for the living. 
Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's what they do very happily in Guatemala. Yeah. So. So, so this is a very happy ceremony for the people of the mm-hmm. Australian outback. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, God, the outback. Okay. The, the best part of an Aborigine's death ritual is the family members get to keep something, a souvenir after the funeral. Oh, no. Following oh, the demise no. of a family member, the body was placed upon a raised platform and covered with leaves and branches where it was left to decompose, <laughs> a process that took several months. In some cases, the liquid from the de- decaying corpse would be collected and rubbed over the bodies of young men who passed on for a good quality. This would be give them the good qualities of the deceased person. Ew. After the uh, decompression was uh, finished, uh, the bones would uh, be retrieved and painted with red uh, paint. The bones were uh, then either placed in a cave or inside a hollowed-out log. In some cases, they would be worn by relatives for up to a year. Some tribes refused to cut out of the name of the deceased and completely disregard any property left behind. The entire ritual was a way to ensure that the ego component of the deceased spirit didn't get too comfortable hanging out with the living. So they wouldn't have any ghosts come back. That makes sense. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Yeah, especially the liquid rubbing all over your body. Uh, oh, uh, uh, gross. Yeah, gross would be mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, that's ew. Okay. Well, we got a, about a minute left. Do you? Uh... Oh, do I have anything else cheerful? Uh, let's see. Um, be more cheerful than that. Dia des Finados from Brazil. Yeah. Or the day of the finished falls on November 2nd, during which Brazilians visit the graves of their loved ones and make offerings in the form of flowers and candles. In fact, it is a celebration very similar to the one in Spain, since it is the fruit of the Portuguese legacy that Brazil preserves yeah. today. So mm. it's just more family time, and they go and honor their ancestors at the cemetery. Yeah, flowers everywhere, flowers you in know, the head. Flowers, flowers, so... There we go. Ready for so the break. There's the tunes who have to take a break. So if there's anybody still listening, we'll be back after the following messages right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. We'll be back. a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello, hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne. And we don't have a guest this evening. We're just chatting about some pleasant death, death celebrations. Yeah. Um, I'm getting down on my end, so I'm just figuring oh, out new, new ways to, you know, goodness. which how I want to go. That's all. Oh. You know, I'm just trying to pick, out my, pick out my funeral. Yeah. So, I was hoping yeah. we could toss this over to a different topic, but... Why Whatever. Would... Huh? Why would you want to do that? Oh, I, I can't imagine. You don't <laughs> like this one? We can look. No. There, are, there are so many different ones to talk about. Oh, God. We didn't even get to the Zoroastrian funeral. Okay. Zoroast. Well, yeah. Dive right in. Yeah. So you want to talk about what witches box? Yeah. Why? We already did our international show by somebody who actually lives there. Oh, well, I'm so sorry I didn't hear your international show because well, I was too bad. working. Yeah, that's a shame. It's on podcast. It's on uh, iTunes. You can listen to it there. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Anyways, moving right along, uh, Zoroastrians, they have a thing for dead bodies. Uh, what they see is something that defies everything it touches, whether it's the ground, clothes, people, and even fire. The funeral gets off to a rousing start uh, with uh, having the corpse cleaned in unconcentrated bull's urine, uh, which is done by trained... trained, Where did this list? Especially trained member Ah. of the community. Wait a minute. Especially trained, okay? Once cleaned, the corpse is laid in linen and visited twice by the Sagdid a dog that can cast away evil spirits. After the mourners visit, visit, mourners visit the corpse, touching it is strictly forbidden. It is placed atop the Damaka, Tower of Silence, where the uh, Zoroastrians remove the clothes using tools. The clothes are later disposed of because they are defied. Following this, the body is quickly devoured by vultures, and the entire ritual is done in a way to ensure minimum harm and injury to the living. Oh. Isn't that nice? That's lovely. Yeah. It's lovely. Which, okay. you're, not, you're not into this uh, funeral stuff, huh? Nope. Not. No? <laughs> Gross. I, I, like I said, I, you know, my time is coming, so I just uh, I'm planning ahead. Okay. You know, you don't got to plan ahead. Well, see what's... would you prefer that we let's see, set you on fire? Which I'm technically, on, I might do a, a combination. That's what I'm thinking. If we have you cremated, 
technically mm. you are being set on fire. So it's just, you know, uh, or we can beat your body to a pulp and put you in a box. Yeah. And what's the other, um, cut my fingers off if everybody's there. Yeah. Everybody who's there has to cut their fingers off. Mm, but that like doesn't really involve you. No, but it's, it really it's nice, you. nice sweet touch. Uh, okay. All right. Well, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you'd like. You're really not liking this, huh? No. Yeah. What gross how, thing how is next I, on the list? Why don't if I bring it up a little bit, so just so we do something nice. Okay. Let's find something nice. Okay. In Sweden, you know, Swedes, they can't screw anything up. They're just nice people. They're wise, Adrians, yeah. Uh, Aryan race. So anyway, uh, Sweden is largely a secular, but still has its own unique funeral rituals, some influenced by the Lutheran Christian uh, country. Uh, most obvious of them is the fact that burial or cremation takes uh, place long after the death, between one and three weeks. Uh, where the body is placed uh, somewhere special. Mm. Mm -hmm. Some traditions, uh, I don't know, they don't say where special is, but uh, that could be interesting. Uh, <laughs> some traditions like the 19th century fringe funeral candle, candy, has funeral you know, candy, candy, I said, has survived. Others oh. have stood the taste of time. Uh, they're normally intensely private affair, but they do allow other people in. Uh, those who attend uh, bring local Swedish flowers to the coffin, sing songs, and close family mirrors wear white ties. So isn't that nice? A nice, nice. That's and so sweet. Nobody got killed. Nobody Thank got you. eaten. Nobody no one got, got immolated. Yeah. No, no, you know, That's pretty boring. Great. Pretty boring. All right. I got one. Oh, I thought you didn't want to talk about it anymore. I was just no, going to switch. I'm only, finding, I'm only finding nice burial beads. All right, fine. What do you got? What do you got? All right. Burial beads. Oh, that's nice. You turn the dead into colorful beads. Right? Oh, wait a minute. You said there was no, that was a nice one. It is a nice one. Mm, okay. Many people in South Korea opt to compress the remains of the dead person. Ooh, which sweet. means they're probably cremated first, right? Well, Into gem-like beads. Maybe they're beaten together by pulps. By I don't know. It doesn't elaborate. Gem-like mm. beads in different colors, which are then displayed at home. So you have like a little bottle. You have to be careful, though. You don't put them in the bathtub because they kind of look like bath salts. Oh, okay? that's not a good thing. So, no. that No. You don't want to put those in the tub and bathe in them. <laughs> So I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I kind of like this one, too, in uh, the Philippines. Okay. What? Yeah. The uh, the Ben Gat in Northeast Philippines blindfolded the dead and placed them next to the main entrance of their house. Uh, their neighbors dressed the bodies in their best clothes, and they sit in a chair with a lit cigarette on their lips. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's crazy. Excuse me? That's crazy. <laughs> of all of you call that one crazy? Why would you blindfold the dead, first of all? I have no idea. And then give them a cigarette. Huh? I don't get it. In their best clothes, though. I like that. 
Well, I think we all want to get buried in our best clothes, don't we? Mm-hmm. I know I do. Actually, I told my husband, I, I, so I have this favorite uh, hoodie that I'm actually wearing right now mm-hmm. from, um, of course, Wachusett Brewing Company. But it's like the softest, like most comfy hoodie Beautiful. that I have. And I, I, I'm like, could you please bury me? <laughs> he promised he would, but I don't think he's going to be around when I go. Oh. I think oh, he's, well. and I'm probably going to want to live him, perhaps. Oh. I, this is my personal opinion. Okay. So, Which is true. Most women don't live men. It's, uh, I yeah, it is. It is true. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. So in uh, uh, a company in the United States called Eternal Reefs. Oh, sweet. Is making people, dead people. Yeah into memorial reefs in the Mm -hmm. ocean. So they compress the remains into a sphere or a reef ball that is attached to a reef in the ocean, providing a habitat for sea life. How cool is that? Yeah, that's all right. That's pretty cool. You could do that. Oh, actually, we have this, we have, you know, in the United States, we have other ones that are very green too, uh, as well. Um, do you know that we you can get buried at sea in New England? Well, can't you get buried at sea anywhere? No, no. we have we have actually places that that do it. Uh, uh, oh, you mean the whole body, not the ashes. No, the whole body. Yeah, the whole body. Oh, you know, for I a couple extra bucks, you get still did that. And you can actually, you know, uh, you can go out in the boat or the you, they they stream it live. So if you don't want to go out, <laughs> you can watch it. Uh, <laughs> and if you pay the extra money, of course, you can have it like the traditional one and be weighted down by cannonballs. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. Well, the, in fact, green funerals are pretty big in the United States right now. Uh, it's a means of skipping the embalming process and and mixing uh, concrete vaults and it's getting biodegradable. Uh, we're talking about woven willow caskets that decompose in the ground. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, there's other options that the reef ball, which you talked about. And uh, some people even being made into diamond rings. So that's kind of cool. Diamond rings? Yeah, yeah. Because we're mostly carbon where it was sent. Oh, in, uh, squeeze all those ashes together, right? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. You like that, that one? Yeah, that is kind of a cool one. And and actually, um, let's see who just talked about this. Um, oh, Karen in the in the togi. She's like, you can be uh, buried naked, planted in the ground, and a tree is placed over you, and you become food for the tree. Yeah, that's that's and right. Actually, I, I said that's how my husband wants to go. He wants he wants they they make these. Um, they actually put you in the the uh, root of the tree. And they plant you, uh, mm-hmm. and then the tree grows. He's like, I want to yeah. be a tree. That's what I. That's what I want to do. Uh, oh, she says. Uh, oh no, a different one. She's talking about they're called journey urns. Yeah. She says, my son wants our ashes turned into glass, then he could have some family jewels. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but journey urns. Imagine yeah. having your uh, your captain and coke every Friday night out of dad's glass. Yeah, there you go. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> in Ghana, they have fantasy coffins. Ooh, what are those? Uh, you can be Sounds buried. 
You can be buried in a coffin that represents their work or something they loved in life, so-called fantasy coffins. They yeah. are recently popularized. Uh, they show 29 different of the outrageous ones, but there's a ton of them that include a Mercedes-Benz, a <laughs> businessman, an oversized fish for a fisherman, a big Bible for someone who loves going to the church, a airplane, uh, you know, all kinds of cool things. Maybe all different colors. And Imagine how much everything. they cost. Uh, no. I, mean, I would imagine they're pretty expensive. I mean, a regular really? coffin's expensive. Yeah, well, these probably like paper mache. Uh, Here's one that looks like a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> this one that looks like the space shuttle. Just bury me in the chicken. I want to be buried in chickle, chicken, chicken. Like Colonel Sanders. Yeah, there you go. Perfect, right? Yeah. <laughs> so here's, here's another interesting one in Madagascar. Mm-hmm. The people of Madagascar do the famahiahana. Uh, the turning of the bones. Ew. Once every five or seven years, a family has a celebration in a uh, ancestral crypt where the bodies are wrapped in cloth. They are exhumed, sprayed with wine. Ooh, that's for you. Wine. Or perfume. Or perfume. As a band plays a lively event, the family members dance with the bodies uh, for uh. some to pass the family news to the deceased, let them know what's going on, and also they'll ask for blessings. Mm. They also tell stories of the dead, too. So, Well, I don't think I want to nice take the bones up of my ancestors and dance with them. Revisit, revisiting, you know, it's like, hey, what you been up to? You know, hey, you, you ought to see you know, your, cousin, your cousin thing. I told you that marriage wouldn't last. Long. You know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's one. Okay. The yeah. jazz. The jazz. Well, I guess we stand with this topic then, huh? Yeah, might as well. Well, you said you did the topic I wanted to do I earlier. Did. So, um, SOL on that. Uh, so we have the jazz funeral. SOL. Right? Which you've Who's seen. SOL? You know what SOL means? No, I don't. Soul? Yeah, you do. Stop. Wow. You want me to swear on the air? It's a swear? Yeah. Give me a hint. It starts with S and ends with T, and the rest of it is out of luck. S. Oh, shite. You can say shite. Oh, shite out of luck. Shite there out of luck. Go. You can say shite. S-O-L. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Shite. Can I go back to mine now? Oh, yeah, of course you can. Okay, thanks. All right. Jazz funeral. Oh, that's fun. Right? In New Orleans? Yeah, it can be good. Okay. So this term jazz funeral was long in use by observers from elsewhere, but was generally disdained as inappropriate by most New Orleans musicians and practitioners of the tradition. The preferred description was funeral with music. While jazz was part of the music played, it was not the primary focus of the ceremony. But so... The tradition was spry, widespread among New Orleans, oh, say this five times fast, New Orleanians across ethnic boundaries at the start of the 20th century. Uh, some white New Orleanians, Orleanians considered the hot music disrespectful, and such musical funerals became rare among the city's white citizens. After the 1960s, it gradually started being practiced across ethnic and religious boundaries. 
Most commonly, they're done for individuals or musicians themselves or uh, members of various social clubs or carnival crews, and they want to have this musical funeral. So a typical jazz funeral begins with a march by the family, friends, and a brass band from the home, funeral home, or church to the cemetery. Throughout the march, the band plays samba dirges and hymns. Oh, hello. That's just Cal ignoring him. Cal's early, okay? He's yep. too soon, all right? Yep. Uh, boo, now I lost my place. Uh, <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were walking, uh, yeah, samba jazz. dirges and hymns. And all I can think of when I'm talking about this is the James Bond movie where they yeah, are walking the in the funeral possession. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the agent's put in the coffin. Yeah, yeah. That's all I can think of every single time. Mm. So uh, a change in the tenor of the ceremony takes place either uh, after the deceased is entombed or the hearse leaves the procession and members of the procession say their final goodbye and Cut the body loose. After this, the music becomes more upbeat, uh, and uh, they'll go into a hymn or a spiritual number and played in a swinging fashion, but then they'll go into popular hot tunes. So then everybody starts to dance, and everybody just kind of kind of cut loose, and they that now they're into the real celebration. So I think that that's a really – I think it's a cool thing. Something else I would love – to see really because western Orleans is on my bucket list there you go uh so anyways someday maybe i'll catch a funeral in new orleans there you go go to i'll new orleans be buried there, so you can go visit me oh, okay <laughs> they can't bury you there though they're in two yeah i know that below sea level can't be buried mm-hmm mm-hmm so anyways, generous, generous funerals, the body has to be buried as soon as possible, ideally within 24 hours. Men usually wear a, a uh, white pristine shirt, and they tear it off and symbolize in their grief oh. and have a black uh, ribbon placed on their jacket. Oh hey, God. I just got an idea. I'm going to have that at my funeral. I'll have a wet T-shirt contest, and they'll <laughs> rip off their shirts. and men, throw- men, you better hire some hot men. To be at that funeral. Oh, these would be women. These would be women, of course. Oh, women. No, uh, it said men. You said no. I said wet men. t-shirts. So yeah. Anyway. No. But maybe we'll do it both. You know, I don't want to be oh. sexist. All right. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's pretty cool. The uh, yeah, and of course they they dig the dirt and they throw the dirt, and then then everybody goes that and throws the dirt. In. So I guess it saves on grave diggers. I guess so. Throws anyway. a handful of dirt in. Throws a handful of dirt in. Six feet of handfuls okay. of dirt. <laughs> there you go. Some of those guys got big hands. Uh, okay. All right. I'm just saying. All right. So I just want to talk about one thing in regards to those witches' marks. Oh, we're back on that. I just want to jump over because it has to do with being buried and being in a cemetery. All right. right? So we're going to. Uh... Whoa, 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 hold it. Before we do that, we have one more thing to discuss. All right, throw it out there. We'll, we'll do this, and then we'll go to the uh, thing. This is, right. I, I have found it now. In uh, China, having uh-huh. a uh, well-attended funeral is a subject of great concern in, in China. To attract okay. crowds, some 
families hire strippers to host <laughs> dances and set out elaborate feasts to oh entertain my God. the people. I, I'm liking this. I've, I've got my funeral down good now. <laughs> got strippers with t-shirts. Oh, oh man, this is God. this is getting good. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's gonna be one hell of a celebration, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, you know what? We'll have the freaking uh, New Orleans jazz musicians playing, too. All right. All right. I like this, yeah. We got the jazz musicians. We got strippers. Yep. You got to uh, prop got... me up, stick a cigarette in my mouth. and Right. We got people throwing dirt around. the high spot so I can see the whole thing. This is going to be, yeah, all right, this is going to be a fiasco. I mean, quite a celebration. <laughs> fiasco. That's another word for a funeral, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. Well, I'm All glad. right. So let's go to the witches' marks because we are running out of time. And, and I right. promise. I just, there's I just... a lot of the cool stuff that I could put on here, but I'm not going to oh, so let it die. Yeah, so... I don't want to hear any more gross, gross stuff. What do you really mean gross? Ruining my dinner. Okay. I'm planning so... my, my funeral. It's perfect now. It's really coming there. together. It's, it's perfect. We're yeah. done. Okay. So, <laughs> excuse me. You've come to me. I mean, come with me to cemeteries many times, right? Yeah. Yes, you have. Yeah. So one of the times we were in the cemetery, there were these marks on the gravestone, and you're like, what's that? And it looks like a flower in a circle, okay? Mm-hmm. And I said, I honestly don't know. I don't, I don't know if it has a particular name, if it's, I've, you know, it's not in my symbolism. But... Upon further inspection, they are actually, um, they're, they're witch marks. They're protective marks against uh, harm. It, it protects the dead from harm, basically. So, mm-hmm. and so if you're in a cemetery and you see, it, it's, it's called a hex foil. All right. So it's got, it looks like a flower in a circle and it's got six petals within that circle. And so this is actually, a, it's a medieval design and it's a witch mark, which was meant to ward off, uh, you know, bad things. So I just, I wanted to mention it because it's something you had asked me about before and I, I had seen it and then I'd forget about it and I'd see it again and forget about it again because yeah. old and that's what I do. Um, it's also a kind of, they call it medieval graffiti um, because it's found, especially in England, like mm-hmm. everywhere. It's um, in churches, it's in castles, it's, it's just everywhere. And no one is are really you, sure. Are, you, are we talking about the VV mock? No. Okay. I told you it looks like a flower. Okay. It's a, it's a, a flat, looks like a flower inside a circle. I wasn't paying attention. I was typing. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. But. Who's some artist? <laughs> uh, thanks. But it, it's in, it's in the British Isles and it got brought over here to America where, and it kind of in the late 16th and the 17th century. And it, it was almost regarded like a folk symbol, but that's where it's rooted is in England they brought the hex foil over here to America because they had some of the best 
stone carvers came over from England. Um, and you'll see them a lot, especially in New England, in the older cemeteries. So I just wanted to, to just touch on that. Yeah. That hex foil. It's called a hex foil. Sometimes they look like spider webs, too. Um, it's, it's hard to describe. It, it just looks like a spider web inside a circle. But um, they're just there for protection. Oh, that's cool. So that's all I wanted to talk about. Yeah, because on, on the other show, you know, we, we talked about the uh, cave markings that were found in uh, England. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's a VV. Uh, it's a push to get a VV, which stands for the uh, Blessed Virgin Mary and or the Virgin of Virgins. So there you yep. go. And it's actually, it, it, it is cool. And, you, and you know, I, one place that I've actually seen a very similar symbol like that um, in central Massachusetts, there's a place called the Salem Cross Inn. It's a restaurant. Um, but it dates from colonial times, the original house. And mm-hmm. on the handle, the door handle, of as a big, huge door with a big, big door handle, they have very similar to the VV symbol, but it's, it's almost looks like, uh, like if you turn an hourglass on its side, um, that is carved into the handle on the door. And that was to protect, to protect the house. Oh, my. The hell was that? That was, uh, what did you do? Very sound. I yeah, I noticed that earlier during our ads. I don't know if it's kind of sounding funky. But anyways, I do think that was pizza from the dead. Is it really? Yeah, that was our pizza from the dead. Oh. Uh, we uh we talked about a couple other things that you know, the witch bots used for protection, then we ended up talking about witch balls and uh um, also, uh, which bottles and which jars. Yep. So. Okay. Which balls. balls, you know, those, yeah. We have them in New England. You should know them. They're in every freaking gift store in New England. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. hang them in the kitchen and the window. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're pretty. They're pretty. Okay. So, anyways, yeah. So it's, <laughs> that's that's on the international show. You can learn all about uh, the, the origins of some of this stuff. That other than the, the marks, that was a, it was a good show. Actually, we talked about the gateway to hell, I believe, as well, and some other crap. I forget what the hell it was. What's some other crap? Yeah, other crap. <laughs> nice to know. Nice to yeah. know. Yeah. So, anyways, we do have to run and wrap it up. Uh, it's been a very enlightening show today. Oh yes. I, Yes, it has. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, I've I've come up with a lot of great ideas for my funeral, so I'm really <laughs> excited. Uh, you know, I've got to get this into my will before. Uh, okay, you know, I you? pick the bucket. You know, get this all in my will. So. And I'm gonna get my sugar skulls ready and my kites, and mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff. Your wet t-shirt. I'm not doing that. What do you mean you're not doing I'm not it? Not doing that. I'll be dying. Uh, you'll be dead. You won't know. Yes, I will, because you're going to prop me up with a cigarette in my mouth and my best clothes high above so I see everything. Aren't we supposed to blindfold you? Wasn't that part of it? Well, hey, see, we got... I'm taking the best parts of all the funeral okay. things. All right. Well, Look, we got to go. I'm not asking anybody to die for me or chop their fingers off or have sex with other people. I'm just 
asking for a few simple things. Uh huh. Okay. Music, you know, strippers. Uh, All right. Uh, we gotta go. And uh, oh, we'll do it. We gotta uh, go. So I'll put Give this in up. my will, and we'll be all set. So anyways, thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, tune in next time where I'm sure we'll talk about something else. So till then, good night and God bless. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Ghosties, long-legged beasties, the things that go bump.